0: Hey, podcast listeners, I am Carrie L. Johnson, and welcome back to Yeah, I Went There. Today, I am going to share with you the audio I put on my YouTube channel where I talk about sharing my faith crisis and the details behind it, announcing that I am writing a memoir, which you're getting the announcement first. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast as well as details about sharing our pain and our narratives and why we should do our best not to invalidate other people's stories when we're not trying to decipher truth or fiction, but rather listen to pain in people's stories to see who they really are and what they need from us. Today, I am sharing unscripted and candidly because There is a lot happening inside of me and it is powerful. You are going to be directly affected if you stick around. It's okay if you don't, but I just wanna fill you in on what in the world is happening to me right now. Something happened to me last week, or rather the week before last, when I posted that video on my recovery from binge eating disorder. You all saw how honest and how raw that video was. I had a script and it was it was bullet pointed. There were points that I did not want to miss sharing about. So it was, you know, just a handful of words. And when I was done sharing a thought, I would look at the next topic and I'd talk about that. Um, it's what I need to stay on topic most of the time. Granted, I don't have that right now, but I really need my heart to speak directly to you all today about what's going on. So I had that script, but when I started sharing, specifically on the painful parts, and when I started crying, um, it's something I've done on video before, but I've either stopped the crying or I've stopped talking and composed myself so that I could share from a more logical perspective and not so much from emotions. One, um, I didn't want it to look staged, like I was trying to artificially create this emotional response so you would like my video better. Um, Or two, just because it's embarrassing to cry, it's vulnerable and it's personal and knowing that people could think I was doing it to try to cause an emotional reaction, because that's what people do on the internet, that was really, really hard. But this time, I recognized that immediately as shame speaking to me. No, you're being honest, and you're sharing from your heart, and you're telling your story of recovery, which people need to hear. I know that several of my viewers have struggled or do struggle with binge eating disorder, or they know someone who struggles with binge eating disorder, and the value that I'm able to add to this story is monumental because the proof is in the pudding. I haven't binged in four years, and that is amazing. Now the other difficult part of that video, what made me feel so raw and vulnerable, was sharing that I had had a faith crisis. I was not prepared to share that. In fact, I had crossed it out of my bullet-pointed list multiple times because it kept coming up in my heart, but I didn't feel ready to share that I had been struggling with my faith uh, so incredibly deeply. But it was part of what came out, and it was a shame message that said, Don't share that part, you'll be rejected. Or at least I tell myself that it was a shame part. Um, The reality of the situation is I received many messages from people invalidating my story because if I had a faith conflict that meant, and I truly loved God, that meant I wasn't following the right God, or I was not reading the right scriptures, or I wasn't attending the correct church that interprets scripture the right way, or I was listening to lies from Satan. I gotta tell you, when I share my narrative, it is my narrative. And I am able to share that fully and completely, not to make anybody mad and not to invalidate anybody else's narrative, but to tell my story. And there was no telling my binge eating recovery story without that piece. Now I know that I only gave you a little taste. It was a cliffhanger and I know many of you wanted to hear more. Many of you left, and I have to tell you, that was so much of the reason I didn't share my story, was because I was terrified of being separated from this platform, which has given me more than words can say. I have had and gained a voice that I never had before I started making YouTube videos. And I got lucky because I did it before a lot of people were doing it. So I gained a platform by luck and by showing up. Losing people on this platform is uncomfortable but it's what I needed to experience because I can't make decisions anymore based on what I think other people want to hear from me in order for me to stay connected. I have done this my entire life and I didn't realize I was doing it until I posted that binge eating disorder video. (sighs) But I wanted to give you the second part. And so, last week, I sat down multiple times to go over my story of my faith crisis. But I knew pretty quickly, especially after getting so many emails, basically using the no true Scotsman fallacy on me to invalidate the story in my narrative, I knew that I had to tell the whole story. My daughter just came in and made me lose my train of thought, and I have legitimate, very serious ADHD, so I'm not exactly sure where I was going with that. I don't exactly know how to get back on track. Where was I? No true Scotsman fallacy, I think that's where it was. I wanted to share the second part of my story, and I tried, but the complexity of that narrative is hard to put into words. And I started to realize after making the video over and over and over again, but it wasn't, it didn't feel right. I realized My faith story is far too beautiful and far too complex and far too valuable for YouTube. I need to write these words. That's what I realized last week, and you know what happened naturally? I started writing, and it is my memoir. Now I don't know if many of you know this, who are my audience on YouTube, but those of you who know me in real life know that I am an amazing writer. I have never been skilled at anything really or felt skilled at anything. I always felt like that I had this terrible case of imposter syndrome, like I might get better at a skill but I'm not really that good, not when it has when it has come to writing. Since I was 12 years old, if I felt impassioned and motivated to write about something, I could put people to tears and make people feel so deeply with my words. But even though I knew I was good at writing, I've had a terrible case of writer's block for my whole life. Also, now, I believe, because I've been so afraid of breaking connections with people that I have been desperate to connect with. But that's all changing now. I am naturally, from sharing my pain and not being afraid of the conflict that it was going to bring up, I have naturally started writing my memoirs. And guys, it is beautiful. It is powerful. It is strong. And I really think you're going to want to read it. I'm not the hero in my memoir. I'm not the hero in my videos, and there are no villains in my life. I have lived a life of massive pain. I have not realized until recently how much stress I've been under, and how much pain I've experienced, and how much I have masked that so that I wouldn't hurt other people, and I wouldn't create conflict. But what I did is what Brene Brown talks about in her TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability. I blocked off the most intimate and tender parts of myself to keep from getting disconnected. I did this with the people in my offline life my whole life, and that meant I didn't have a voice because I desperately wanted to stay connected to the people that I love and are good. Good, good people. I cannot overstate how there are no villains in my story. These are good people who love me the best they know how. But I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to mask the parts of myself that have been who I really am so that I don't make anybody else uncomfortable. And this is why. I'm not mad. I'm not resentful. I'm not angry. What I'm doing is healing. When I talk about recovery, I am talking about healing from pain in my past, or even things that are happening now. And pain is something that we all experience. We all have stories of shame and pain and disconnection. And when I told mine, I did not realize in my vulnerability and in my tears, and in sharing that with you, that I would feel so unbelievably empowered by taking hold of my pain and letting people know that I felt it. Because of that, I have now started a podcast. It's called Yeah, I Went There, and I am talking about stories of shame that have held me and the people I know back from living authentic lives of who they really are. All of the videos I make here are going to be on podcast form from now on because they're longer and I want people to listen to them, and people don't always want to watch YouTube, and people are listening to podcasts, so I'm going to put those stories there, but in the meantime. I am working, naturally, without any type of writer's block on my memoirs, telling this story of this love story of the relationship I had and have with God, and the pain that I experienced with my binge eating disorder, and being so bound up, and so broken, and consistently failing to live in freedom and how I was able to reconcile those two things. But guys, I'm not putting it on YouTube. If you want to hear my story, and I am important enough to you, you're going to pay the money to pick up that book and read my story, and I'm telling you, it's gonna blow your freaking mind. It's gonna make you cry, it's gonna make you laugh, and I think it's gonna make you want to tell your story too. Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of you are gonna leave, and that's okay. If you are leaving, because that I shared that I had a faith crisis, I want to encourage you in your offline life, because it is different. Our relationship is not the same as yours with your friends and family, that's so obvious, but we've subtly not paid attention to that sometimes. It's okay to leave me, I'm strong enough, I will be all right, but that was my biggest fear, that I would be disconnected by being authentic to who I was so if you have friends and family that you love, that have shared the vulnerable nature of who they are and what they're struggling with, and you leave because you think they're not a Christian anymore, that is on you. So often when we're sharing our pain, we're sharing the dearest and deepest and truest and most tender parts of ourselves, and that's what we're sharing when we tell a narrative. You don't have to differentiate truth from fact, just listen and be close. Don't. Try and convince them that what they think isn't necessarily true. Leave that to the therapists and guys, get in therapy. Why is everyone not in therapy or coaching? I don't understand. We need our friends and family to see us and to hear us and not invalidate the narratives. Because when we're telling our narrative, we're not telling you truth. We're telling you and exposing the tenderest and the most tender and most beautiful parts of who we are and how those have been hurt and why we've put up blocks and walls to protect ourselves from getting hurt again. And when we reach out and when we share our stories of pain and you tell us that it's not true or invalidate the narrative, you're telling us that you don't see us and we can't take that. At the same time, if my narrative does make you uncomfortable about your story, don't tell me in the comments Tell your story, put it on YouTube and tell your stories of pain and your stories of joy and your stories of how the Lord has met you where you needed it most. Do that. Share it with your friends and family and see if you can be honest with yourself if the tender and painful parts don't come up naturally and don't shy away from saying it. We need to get more comfortable with conflict, we need to listen to each other's narratives, and stop. For the love of all that is holy, stop trying to differentiate truth from fact and just get comfortable with the conflict. Share your story. Share the tender parts of yourself with the people in your real life or with the people in the world on YouTube. This is where strength comes from. I have never felt this empowered in my life. The last three mornings since I have started writing out my memoir, I have woken up not crazy happy, but not depressed. And I am not sure if I have ever woken up three mornings in a row, just in my normal everyday life, when there wasn't anything exciting to look forward to, but just the ho-hum of every day, I have a day job, I have struggles, I have joys, but I'm not sure I've ever woken up without feeling like I had an elephant on my chest. And that is amazing. Guys, the recovery that I'm experiencing is so much more than not just binging. I am so proud of that recovery story, but it is just a tiny piece of my story. I am now living a life of strength. I have a strong back and I still have a soft front. I'm not resentful and I'm not angry and I cannot wait to share more of my story with the world. So if you don't want to hear any more of my story, that's okay. Breakups are okay, feel free to leave. But if you want to stick around, oh, you're sticking around for a fun journey. And if you think I am not talking about minimalism and simplifying and organizing, you're out of your freaking mind. Because fixer uppers, like the one I'm sitting in, with no floors and with no trim boards and with a fireplace to my right that needs to be ripped out and patched up, termite damage in the room to my left. This is all, these things that I have are like a tiny little microcosm of my life story, which is, I have not tended to places in my life because I didn't know I was allowed to. And in the last four years, and probably arguably even longer than that, I've been ripping things out, just like in this fixer-upper, ripping out the old parts, and it's been painful, But I've gotten to a place where it's really, really clean, and now I've got to take my beliefs and my thoughts and my joys and my pain, and I've got to organize them and make them where they're all easily accessible and they can all coexist. And guys, we do that every day with our stuff, and I love to draw the parallels from our stuff to our hearts. I can't not. That's part of who I am as a highly sensitive person, and also another kind of person, I'll let you know after I have that psychiatric evaluation in two weeks. How's that for a cliffhanger? Thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, yeah, I went there. If you would rather listen on podcast, then watch my videos on YouTube. The cleaning up and decluttering and fixer-upper stuff, that is going to be easier to watch on YouTube, but they prob- they might not be as common. So this week, I'm gonna share five videos. I would love to make a video every day, but we'll see how five videos this, week's, this week goes. I'm gonna post them every day at noon. I hope you will follow along. And until then, I'll see you next time. thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Please, 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 please subscribe and rate this podcast. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there and follow me on Instagram at CarrieLJP.